What an eventful weekend uh, this past weekend was, wasn't it, Oz? It was, it was. So much things happened. Mm. So many news. Yeah. So many topics to cover. Yeah. So and many brilliant and joys, joys yeah. out in the world. I know. Millions and millions of people. Like one of them okay. was Mother's Day. I hope you had the chance and didn't forget it to call your mom and tell her how much you love her. But it was. What did you do? What did you do for Mother's Day? Uh, we had Chinese food. Nice. And uh, just chilled, never relaxed, nothing much. My mom doesn't normally want a whole lot. Normally for these sort of holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, maybe your birthday, we always just go out for dinner. That's pretty much it. Otherwise, we stay home, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had nice conversations, really interesting conversations. What did you talk about? Let's see. My mom and I, we talked about, talk about sports. Okay. One of our favorite things to talk about, mostly because of me. Here, let me give you some context. I think like a year ago, maybe. Yeah. Just during my mom, my mom and I, we just have these, just random topic conversations, kind of like you and I do sometimes, mm-hmm. just from now time to time. And about a year ago, can't exactly remember what we were talking about. It was something that had to do with soccer, maybe comparing soccer with other sports. But my mom said that she had so much respect for soccer because. She felt like it's, you know, compared to like basketball or baseball or, uh, you know, gridiron football. Yeah. Uh, soccer being played with it with your feet, uh, while you have you know have to be dribbling at f- nearly full speed half exactly. the time. When you have defenders coming at you trying to take the ball away, you have to be aware of all your surroundings, all all this at the same time. And she feels like soccer is just the most unnatural sport, mm. particularly for like a human. For, for a human being. Mm. Uh, so she says she has great respect, if that makes any sense. She has no, great respect does. for uh, soccer. I mean, it's... Uh, first of all, I really love to hear that you're actually talking soccer with your mom. Yeah. Just <laughs> that relationship that right there makes my heart warm. Um, me and Kaylee... Um, Kaylee says something similar too. She is grown up by watching college football. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the main sport for her. Right. But she, since I introduced soccer to her, she's been amazed over what they what the players can do just by kicking the ball, you know? Right. How fast he goes, how hard he needs to hit that ball, how uh, that long ball is so perfect, how they can take it down on their chest and control it while you have two guys running at yeah, you, yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, that kind of... She's impressed watching me play because she can see it more closely you know right it's different on tv yeah yeah. it's different on when you watch tv you might look you i don't know how many times you said i don't know how many times you said i could have done better Mm. he should have scored how could he miss how can you do it but when you look on 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 when you look at live you see a totally different perspective. Yeah, and I think especially with like Kaylee, I she I'm, when she's come to see games, I'm sure she watches the game overall. But she's especially looking at you. Exactly. And same with my mom. Whenever she watched my games growing up, she would particularly pay focus or you know focus her attention on me. Right. Right. Um, and so one thing that she said yesterday or during Mother's Day was that while she was watching me play, how amazed she was, just like at my movements, let mm-hmm. alone, you know, my technique on the ball or, and not just me, but my teammates as well, but 
my technique on the ball and you know, passing and shooting uh, and just like physical characteristics, like physical speed and aggressive aggression. But my movements, like knowing when to be uh, where yes. or where to be yes. and when, yes. uh, you know, the best way to get there, stuff like just some like little random nuances to uh, or intricacies to the game that I'm really impressed that she's looking at, that she's noticing. But she made it seem like this so, so amazing. Like I have this telepathic skill, like where I'm not even looking at my teammates, but I know where they are at all times generally. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I can tell where yeah. the ball is going to be so I know how to get there in advance, which to me, she, she made me feel like really like so cool. <laughs> but to me, I mean, that's just something that's just natural as you you know grow up with the game right it is it is and uh, me and dr went for tennis like eight nine years like a really long time and in tennis you really have to uh, almost anticipate or try to read where your opponent is going to put that ball yeah and you're also trying to one way or another try to put that player of balance you yeah. know what i'm saying i always imagine tennis i love tennis yeah my whole family yeah. does in fact yeah uh, i wish i could play it yeah. but uh it always to me seems like it's almost like a mind game it, it is in one way it is right like you try to read his body and based on his body you try to place that ball in the opposite so it's right. harder for him to get it so it's really about getting your opponent off balance but also try to read where he would put that ball to you, right? So you prepared. And I always thought that I got that reading and understanding and trying to get the playoff balance yeah. or even where to run or be very quick too, right? It's a very sprinty, mm -hmm. you don't need to sprint. Oh, yeah. So I think like I got that improved so much more than others, others than just played soccer itself. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to actually read the bounds that makes sense yeah you know how hard i can hit the ball it's like you also you put yourself in the mind of the defender and you feel like okay he thinks i'm gonna go this way yeah. so that means you know i have to go the other way exactly <laughs> can't catch him off guard exactly and lately i've been thinking about this how am i actually thinking i know there was one game right there was one game when we played on tuesday and basically it was the ball was on our field, like almost outside our penalty box. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a small sided field, right? But I remember that I passed the ball to our right wing. Um, I'm sorry, I passed the ball to our right defender, telling him to pass it to Kerry while I make the run full speed in front of the goal. And while the pass came to you, I told you one touch, you know? like just one touch and mm. you hit that ball on one touch as a cross and I scored a goal and I realized like after I came home that wait a minute I actually put up the entire offense by passing him telling him pass forward I make the run and telling you to pass it yeah. in one way I felt like I just created that offense when I scored mm. and that's like really going in depth in just one play right you know so it's lately I've been thinking more and more about those circumstances where I create my own luck in one way on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And then it's interesting to listen to your mom that can actually in one way or another to see 
how different players are working, yeah. where they're good at, and uh, you know, end of the day, it's a team sport. Right. So if you have all these different puzzles and everybody's collaborating, and you feel like you're getting the best out of each and all the players in mm-hmm. the squad, um, how many games are there in one season? I mean, how many? Like, say a typical league, top league. Normally, it's like. 38 38 yeah league that's a lot of games mm. i mean there's a lot of games also thinking about um, traveling right. being away yeah. from your family and a lot of ups and downs uh-huh. a lot of ups and downs a lot of uh, i should have done that i should have do better and there is so much emotions going on and not yet we haven't even talked about all the stupid trolling that happens on social media for each player and they hate there are among other fans towards your team mm-hmm. and you are actually playing for a club that the entire world is watching mm. it's uh, but what do you play for you play for i think you play for the enjoyment of the game in right. my opinion but when you're a professional player what do you play for uh well when you're professional you're playing to win games to win trophies win championships and such stuff like yeah i guess exactly you're out there trying to win the leagues and uh, after 38 games you are standing right there and you have won the title with this mixture of uh, detailed uh, you know tactical opponents emotions how to play the game depending on the opponent and all this chemistry of different components is almost like the coach is the alchemist Mm. and creates gold you know he almost finds a formula that he thinks that will work that end of that season would give the team a gold Mm. welcome to Oscotch and King Soccer Podcast Show. Get, get, get down. Uh. Uh. I know I can be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Oscar and King Soccer Podcast Show. This is our 18th episode. Oh. We are here again. We said in the first episode mm-hmm. that we will be back. Yeah. You know, we said that nobody can really stop us. And we said that we will continue with the work that we are doing. And we are really doing it for you that is a soccer fan that likes to listen to soccer, but in a different way, in a different kind of style, you know? Not really um, just analyzing and commenting on games, showing you a bunch of different stats. We are doing it in a more... Kerry, what is it? Interesting. (laughs) Interesting? I don't know about realistic. Nah, it's getting there, right? 
from a more fan oriented fan oriented yeah perspective, perspective. basically uh, saying that we're doing it from a fan perspective so if you are a fan then we hope that what we're saying is connecting with you that our questions are as important as yours our observations are something that you will enjoy to listen to or look back at old games or old events or the history of soccer is something you are curious about as well so we're really here to give you our opinions and thoughts and ideas and different perspectives in soccer that we hope that you will enjoy to listen to and that is why with this episode we're really going to say congratulations congratulations uh, that's a hard word for me yeah. can I say congrats that's fine no random thing random random tangent I think I remember once I was like really young like six yeah or something and I was still you know reading was still like a still developing reading or so I guess I could read but I remember <laughs> like I wasn't dumb yeah reading, yeah but yeah uh, no no stupidity here <laughs> <laughs> but I remember reading a book with my dad and like I don't remember what the book was but congratulations was just one of the words that was just in the book some kid somebody just said congratulations to the book and i read it out loud and my dad it was like the first time i ever read out a big word really i know my dad was like good job Carrie. you know which one mine was what was that in english though it was it was um certificate 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 oh. gift certificate okay so it was kind of hard in the beginning <laughs> yeah. to, to read it out loud but i managed man nice. i managed i managed uh, but congrats is a nice word, man. It is. Who are, we, who are we congratulating? I mean, we can congratulate anyone, right? Anyone that has uh, won anything. Anyone that has fight for a long period of time to actually... Achieve a goal. Exactly, achieve a goal. And uh, first of all, I would like to congratulate Monaco. Mm. Monaco, this season, has won the Liga. Liga the past four or five years has been dominating by PSG and their big striker Slatan Ibrahimovic, but he left for this season. Who also left was Laurent Blanc. Yes, he left too, and uh, they still had good players. Man, they brought in like uh, I remember at the start of the season they brought in Real Madrid, Hesse, Real Madrid oh, yeah. midfielder yeah. Hesse, talent. Winner. Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty uh, quality player. Hatem Banarfa. There's another one. Uh, top quality player on his day. Yes. Um, Eventually they brought in Julian Draxler. Draxler. Right. So they had some you know, quality players yeah. that they brought in in addition to those that they had already like Di Maria, Cavani, right? Right. Matuidi, Verratti. And Diego Silva in the back. Yeah, of course. You know, you definitely have a good squad that you yeah. think that will dominate this league again this year. Even without Ibrahimovic, even without Laurent Blanc. Uh, but but credit credits due Monaco to I think a lot of people surprise. Were you surprised? Oh boy, so surprised. Yeah, so surprised. I figured that it was going to be another as good as PSG are, as nice it is to watch them play, as top quality side they are. I figured it's just going to be another simple, I'll say it boring league on yeah, season. Yeah, but it where wasn't. They just man. No, it wasn't. But can it be? that PSG didn't really reach that level 
you know they weren't that specific you know they were good against Barcelona first game yeah but they totally blow it in second right um but throughout the season they were never really like you know super good like dominating good like I don't think PSG had 10 games in rows wins or something like that you know but you I heard a lot about I heard a lot about Nice mm, with yeah. Balotelli. Right, that and, too. Yeah, and they've been doing really good. Mm. Um, challenging almost for the title. For a long time they were. Yeah. yeah. And so, with Balotelli, like you mentioned, right? It's like he was being revived at Nice. Balotelli was reborn. Mm. Almost a new player, but he also had his scandals with red cards. Yeah. But where did this Monaco team get up? Like, how, how did they do it i mean it's interesting and uh one thing you look at monaco and i'd say the first thing that comes to my mind is how freaking young they are okay i mean they're like i don't know what the average age of the squad is but if i had to throw out an uneducated guess i'd say it would be like 23 mm. <laughs> so young. Young, right? very young. 22 23 bernardo Silva, who's a midfielder that he's great. I, I think he's so good. Well, he's good. Won wow. the Euros with Portugal. Wow. Uh, and then uh, he's very exciting. He is. He is technically gifted, yes. smart. Yes. Uh, and then you've got Lamar. You got Fabinho, Brazilian yes. that can play either defensive midfielder or like right back or so. You got to give the goalie credit too. He's been amazing in Champions League this season. Subasic. Subasic, and. Uh, there is no fear in this guy, you nah. know. He's just uh, determined to save and, yeah. you know, stand up <laughs> and even jump high to get those balls. So That's he's right. been really strong for Monaco. And uh, speaking of revivals, speaking of players being reborn, I know who you're gonna talk about. Radamel. Radamel. Man. Radamel. Radamel. After <laughs> like, after like failing so goddamn hard at yeah. like Manchester United. And Chelsea, Chelsea as well. You know, uh, he came to Monaco again. People thought he was finished. Over. Right. Uh, bad injury. Right. Can he make it? But the guy turned out to become the captain. Captain. And back to brilliant, top class, world class striker. Definitely, man. Right? I mean, he, I remember his uh, misses at United, you know, yeah. like he got barely time either. So it was plus, I'm sorry, but plus. They gave so much money for him. You know, his yeah. salary was very high, even though he didn't really play. So now he, well, I have to congrat, I have to congratulate Vladimir Fakal. I agree. I mean, who's going to forget that chip against Manchester City in the Champions League, know? Had, right? Exactly. And, and uh, did he lift the trophy? I assume so. Oh, man, you know. Very good to be Radamel from right. failing so hard in league in in Premier League and then actually make it to the semifinals of Champions yep, League. Yep. Uh, Where is Chelsea and Manchester United in yeah. Champions League that season, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He knows that he just goes to show that a player doesn't just lose quality just mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. And he still has it in him. But the star of the show for Monaco, the surely the star of the season. The face of Monaco right now is Kylian Mbappe, man. Like he's like I think he's still eighteen or nineteen. I think still eighteen years old. People have been calling him the next 
Thierry Henry. Yes. Uh, yes. I mentioned him. We we mentioned him once on the show like a month or so ago, yeah. I think. Uh, just real fast, and at that point, I still didn't know too much about him. I but heard... he wasn't. I'm sorry, but it wasn't that much about him at that time. Mm-hmm. When we talked about it, it wasn't like oh Mbappe next to Arsenal or yeah. Real Madrid or his new Benzema, new Thierry Henry. It wasn't really that talk. I remember Not you, as much. You, for you sure. know, there was more just They're... getting the eye open for him. Yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, they they saw that he was a good talent, really good talent. Yeah. I don't think they expected what was to come, and I was, and I didn't know too much about him at that time. Uh, so I, when eventually, once I heard like, oh, he's the next Thierry Henry, or Thierry Henry himself saying that he's better than, oh yeah, than I was once yeah. I was his age, I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe I have to actually see right. him. I'm a l- little bit skeptical that I had to see him, but what, 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 what is your opinion now? I what do you know about him now? Think all of that. He's, he's. First of all, he's very fast. Yes. He's a pretty slim guy, but he has strength that you wouldn't expect. Uh, physical strength that you wouldn't expect. But very fast, very technical on the ball. He's a very good finisher. This uh, this past weekend for Monaco's game, the game that they clinched the title with, he got two assists. Really? And mm. the first was he had the ball in the box and pretty much uh, just took the defender. It was one on, 1v1 one with the defender and he just took him to the cleaners pretty much. Dancing all around him, the guy was twisting and turning, didn't know where quick. to go. He's very quick, exactly. And then he played a smart cross yeah. back, uh, cut back to Bernardo Silva. And then the last one was just a, uh, the second assist was just a nice volley, one touch pass mm. to Falcao, mm. who finished it off. Which was what good. struck me most with Mbappe is his goal scoring smell. You know, they say that big goal scorers just have that intuition, knowing where yeah. and how to score. Seems like this kid really has it, you know, and he also creates chances on his own. Mm, okay. um, he's been really big deal for Monaco. But what's important with this Mbappe kid is that apparently he's very down to earth. Mm, he still lives in a the, like um, in the academy complex of Monaco, mm. and uh, his parents. Are also very calm with him, guys. Um, you know, is because you read about the pie that right. drives up with like Rolls Royce when he came to United, or you know, Martial that started his own clothing line and everything. Other than soccer, before you know, making the real name, you know. Mm. But somehow I feel like this guy has. A certain focus that you yeah. could see that, like Benzema had mm-hmm. right before he left for Real Madrid from right. Lyon. Right, I think you might be right. I think that's uh, what you need. That's what you need as a professional player, um, especially. That's what a lot of youngsters like Depay and uh, Martial and you know what they may have lacked yeah. in coming up. But the last person I want to give credit to for Monaco uh, is. The head coach, manager, Leonardo Jardim. Mm. Uh, and the only reason why I've won, just, I mean, it's clearly, you take a team to win the title, you deserve credit. Yeah, for sure. Especially with such a right. young club yeah. and with a or young team and uh, and with players like Falcao that needed yeah. to reinvigorate their career. A lot of credit to that uh, goes to him for that. But one thing that I find interesting when I think of Monaco is this season, 
first of all, they were. I can't remember the stats now. Actually, I don't. I wish I had the uh, uh, how many goals they scored by the end of the season. But they scored a boatload of goals. Mm, a lot. Oh my god! Like halfway through the season, they'd. This is maybe <laughs> a slight exaggeration, but uh, they scored like I think they had like sixty-eight goals or something already. Really? Wow. The next closest challenge, next uh, highest goal scoring team had like 34 or something like that. Right down. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So they score a lot of goals. And so this season, that shows them how attacking Monaco are. But I remember uh, a couple seasons ago, they played Arsenal. Yeah. The Champions, Champions League. League. And I remember, I didn't follow Monaco too much then, but I remember everyone saying how incredibly defensive they were. Mm. This was just like a year or two ago. Mm. And they've just done a complete turnaround. That's why I also want to... Uh, Congratulate coaching job of Leonardo Jardim. He deserve, he definitely deserves it. Applause. 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 <laughs> who else? Congrats, Monica. To, who else do you want to congratulate? Well, this this like we mentioned, this uh weekend was a busy one, wasn't it? It was. I would say who else? Who will be next? Maybe Benfica? Sure. Why not? Benfica? Yes. Uh Portugal, Lisbon. Uh, with another title, league title, yeah, uh, close one, I believe, over uh, over Porto, their eternal rivals, and uh, I know you like a uh, 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 young defender, man, Victor, uh, Victor Lindelof, yeah, Lindelof, Victor Nilsson Lindelof, oh, yeah. there you go, <laughs> man, what a talent, what an amazing yeah. player, you know, coming really from. Uh, um, like a low division team in Sweden make a move made a move to Benfica at an early age mm. and kind still of young now yeah. still young he's yeah. like 21 right. you know but stuck to the idea of being a you know young player at the academy in Benfica and eventually will get his chance and usually if you're not really making to the first team you have to make a call you know you're like okay I might have to go to a new club a different club to get more playing time but he kind of got, uh, he kind of stayed at Benfica, and really got his chance this season. Mm. Not many people knew who he was, but this season, I remember in January, right? Mm. In January, was so many talks about Manchester United going yeah. forty million pounds right, to I get remember. him, and this is just in a couple of seasons at the first team or at the club. So he really became the first general defender and you know if you want to say like oh remind you of maybe David Lewis time you know ah yeah so that kind of potential that he's actually showing which is very exciting to be a Swede to know that we have this exciting talent at Benfica that just lifted right. the cup maybe like David Luiz he go from Benfica to Chelsea or exactly. something exactly exactly maybe yeah uh, and you have to to be a young a young leader like Lindelof, a young top prospect like yeah. Lindelof, to win a league with Benfica over a t- other tough clubs like Lisbon Sporting and uh, and Porto, right? It's a tough league. It's a it tough is, league. It is. It's a tough competition with yeah. those two in particular. Whenever I see interviews with him, is also he's also very calm. He's very calm, yeah. composed, very rational. He's not really thinking about the big moves. He feels like he's already playing for a big club. Is that right? Yeah, he, he's, he, he like feels that. like he has still time to improve so much at this stage where he's at. So there wouldn't be really a meaning to go to a big club. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what kind of silly season or rumors 
that will come up this season about him. Congrats to Victor. Congrats to Victor. Well deserved. Congrats to Benfica. Benfica. Awesome work, guys. Who else do we have, man? Well, let's go ahead and say the most obvious one this season, which is Bayern Munich. Right. It's almost like half of the games went to like a friendly game where they won like 5-0, 4-0. Every time I go on live score, I see them win by big scores, you know. Um, but the Bundesliga really showed some surprises this season, which was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You had uh, uh, Leipzig really sh- challenging for the title. Second place. Second right? place, yeah. yeah. Right. We're up there for, for a long, long time. For a long time, yeah. yeah. They may have dropped off, but that's but that's no you know, disrespect to them. I mean, that's just it's almost unreal how robotic Bayern Munich are in terms of getting wins, getting big wins, uh, very professional. But, Impressive Leipzig. They were the newcomers, right? Right. Um, the first year in this league, but they have a very strong foundation and organization that really looks and aims for the top. Yeah. Now the question for them is. Will they be allowed to play in the Champions League next season? That's the question now. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like um, because of that, because they are owned by a company, mm. then violate the rules oh, to right? be in the Champions League. And there's discussions about that. And uh, they have, Leipzig have uh, the Swedish player, right? Uh, Emil Forsberg mm. and he's been producing a lot of points for the team and very exciting player with bright future man really bright future yeah, yeah he's, he's a good player he's a good player so he's also a contender to, to be the best player of Bundesliga which is a good reward if he will get Absolutely. it to be honest I hope he stays at, uh, at Leipzig or goes to like Dortmund or something else I don't know but Arsenal, man. Or Arsenal, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm just saying, I hope Bayern doesn't need the extra help. <laughs> they don't. They don't need no, the extra they help. they don't. They don't. Uh, they have, you know, enough players that is incredible, too. Yeah. I mean, Arian Robben, describe his last goal this weekend. Uh, it was against Leipzig, man. Yeah. After, after a wild game. Crazy game. Five to four. Uh, I know Bayern were down by four to three going into stoppage time. Second half stoppage time. They got one goal back from Alaba, and then, like, the last minute, Robin got the ball on the right side like he does, dribbled by, like, two defenders, knocking it around one and uh, running around to get it. Full speed, man, for uh, cutting inside, as he normally does. Yeah. But then uh, shooting that ball and at the near post, it was it was world-class goal. It was world-class, world-class goal, yeah. Very fast, mm. technical ability to do that he still got it himself right he does in his 30s too so he is. <laughs> yes uh congrats to Bayern Munich congrats to Bayern Munich maybe congrats to Emil Forsberg if he gets the I hope player. so yeah anyone else I guess another obvious one would be Chelsea uh, uh, <laughs> Chelsea got the title clinched uh, up this yeah. past weekend yeah uh we knew it it would happen but it's different now when it happened, you know? Yeah. Like you could kind of see that coming weeks ago. If you, if you look over the entire season, it's also like the other teams, they've never really got that consistency that Chelsea managed to happen. Yeah. I don't downplay what they achieved because what they actually achieved is big. 
they've been really high level soccer constantly right. you know they really didn't have any dip yeah they've been keeping a high level if you think about nani right you, you know mm-hmm. nani when he was at his best he was really really good yeah and when nani was at his worst he was really really <laughs> bad right chelsea played like Nani was when he was really, really good over entire season. Pretty much. Then it was tough to see any weaknesses or any way they would fail this, you know? Especially after uh, somewhat early on, a couple months in the season, once Conte made those changes to the formation, they brought in David Luiz. Yep. And then any any sort of doubts or weaknesses that Chelsea had were instantly cleared up. And uh, I have to say, I think Chelsea's season was like, it was almost like the perfect season or like the, mm. the mm. epitome of yeah. a soccer team or a soccer career or yeah. something like that, where they started off, like I said, for a month or so, they started off kind of shaky, Conte, new manager, right. new uh, players to get used to that had, that had to get used to him. He may have had to make some compromises in terms of how the he should trot out his players how the club was run but so they're kind of struggling for like that month but then once they lost that game to arsenal which everyone says that was like the turning point they say right like once that loss to arsenal yeah. at the emirates one after that conte is like okay we're doing this my way my way yeah. <laughs> and so we're they changing went, the formation the formation they change you know the way the players think yeah and so like ever since they had they went through that tough patch at the right. beginning right and since then they went so consistent and since then so he really managed to get the best out of it like Everybody. each player yeah they all have their own specific thing or it's extra that they brought into the specific game too right. and congrats to chelsea as well tough to say but i'll say it congrats <laughs> So if you're gonna be the best, I'ma tell you how. Put your hand in the air and take the vow. I know I can. Be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I wanna be. Even though I don't really play in a high level right now. And the games that I play are not emotionally important they used to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still very often criticize myself. I find myself sometimes coming home after we playing games and um, criticizing myself for why I did this and why I didn't do that mm-hmm. and how could I miss this yeah, sure. and kind of replaying and replaying different situations during the game. Right. And... Um, I'm not sure if it's ever going to be easy or not, but I'm happy that it's not really big final or something that I do this in, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's really sometimes we are very hard on ourselves after games. We're not really our best friend, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like sometimes after games, if I know I could have done better or if I just made like one bad mistake or something like that, I don't know. Uh, on the car ride home, I'm killing myself. Uh, yeah, on the car yeah. ride back. Yeah, and uh, I try to not worry about it too much. To say like, you know, it happens. 
uh, I think one of our earlier episodes, we talked about that, right? Where, right. I mean, even the best of the best, it just happens every now and then. Right. Nothing to get worked up over. But it's hard. Not it to, is hard. It's hard not to to be frustrated with yourself. I, um, I'm fortunate because I had DR. So me and right. DR could go through the sequences. We could often talk about the games, the practices. But here I kind of more like, okay, after I take a shower, I just leave it. There's no more. There's no I more see. point to actually dwell right. in it and just make yourself go crazy. But the games, like I said, doesn't really matter as much anymore as the level I was used to. Mm-hmm. So this made me think about players that puts this kind of pressure on themselves. You know, at the highest level. At the highest level. Yeah. But it's. It's different for players that are coming up. Mm. It's different for players that wants to be at the top. It's different from players to actually make it or not make it. When you write at that limit of like, now I'm going to make a name for myself. Right. Now it's my turn to the entire world knows that I am this soccer player. Right. You know? You can usually see in some players where that limit was. Okay, this guy is going to be a good player for a long time. Yeah, it's like this is the moment. This is the game or so where they've announced themselves. Exactly. Yeah. After this game, you will be... You'll be looking extra hard at the Extra player. hard, yeah. And, you know, the summer is coming up, so who knows what big club might need you right you know and today you can go to Inter and Milan and be a really good striker and then all of a sudden Real Madrid calls you now you know say it's the possibilities are out there so what would be a like a dream scenario to announce something like this uh I would say you know the first thing comes to a goal would be a goal goal you know goal a goal in a big game yeah that, uh, <laughs> That would win it for your your club, country, whichever, right? Right. So maybe well, in yeah. like a final or a semifinal, or a, that would win it for your club. That like maybe right at the end of the game or something. Oh, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, like um, I can't. So you're saying you're saying basically a very important goal that will that will take you maybe to the final. And it would be a dream, right, to make it really late into the game and yeah. take your club, right. be the hero in that game. Right. I mean, it would be awesome if the team you played against was one of the best teams exactly. in the I world. Just, I was just about to say, or maybe playing yeah. at a stadium. At a stadium, like a yeah. Iconic stadium. Oh, so. oof. But. So much history at that stadium. Right. And it's like theater of dreams, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, and the importance of the final, then, right? Mm. I mean, it could be Champions League. Mm. That is big. But what if the importance of this game was personal in one way? Right. You know. Yeah. Like um, Cristiano Ronaldo winning the Champions League in Lisbon, where he. You know mm. the country he's from. That's personal, exactly. right? Maybe Gareth Bale winning it the season in Cardiff. Exactly, exactly. That's personal, right? So it it will be something like that. So if you look at the uh, Champions League, would be in Cardiff. 
Europa League will be in Stockholm. Mm. So for a for a player, it will be a big, admirable story, special, right? To come to your hometown and play in front of your family and friends and where you really, really is from. Have that chance. Just have that chance to go out on Friends Arena in the capital of your home country with the chance to winning a big trophy is like, okay, now I announce myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. If you take that chance to go to the final and then also play well and do good in the final. And uh, who are you thinking of? Anyone? Any, is there anyone you're thinking of? I mean, I'm thinking of one player which when I saw this game DR by the way I need to say this he he wrote to me uh-huh. he didn't say the score but he wrote to me he said oh my god Gudetti I didn't know what that meant mm-hmm. you know it could mean that he scored five goals <laughs> or he scored five own goals right. you know, I don't really know what that meant because I didn't have the chance to watch the game did you watch it? I did Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was a tense game. Tense okay. game. Tense game at Old Trafford, man. And uh, it was definitely an intriguing game, and Gudetti played a part for sure. But, yeah, it uh, did. I don't know how. You, how did you figure out? I mean, I looked at the highlights, and the highlights gave a very interesting perspective that I haven't really realized before. Like you can see how the game is changing, how it's switching. You know, you can see what team that has the most possession and even chances what team has the pressure yeah and this game man you have to say best on the highlights Celta Vigo had it man they had the they chance did. exactly you know there was the offensive side of especially the game especially in that second half big think, time man for sure. big time and uh, it was this one incident where uh, John Gedetti had this chance the ball came from left and he tried to make like a volley shot, but it was, you know, it was a chance, right? Yeah. It was a chance. And in the second half, there was a cross that came into the box and Gudetti went up and was about to head that to the goal. Right. He didn't really get a good hit. And now my head was kind of starting. What is DR really meaning, you know? <laughs> but I been following Gudetti for such a long time, you know, he has very strong mentality, believing himself so hard, he's very outspoken, very honest in the interviews, you know, he's even cocky in a good way, but he's cocky, he's very confident, and he also said that he would, you know, be, he would, you know, damage, or whatever, Manchester United in this game, (laughs) and he, at the age of 15 got a transfer to Manchester City so he's a you know City Academy personal player. thing yeah, yeah it is and he's from Stockholm Sweden so for him to actually have these two chances and you know shoot the most important goal in the semi-final and bring that club back has to mean a lot yeah you know but it didn't end really there like like I said before, when I miss chances, even this level, 
I almost hate myself. I criticize myself. I'm so down at myself. But Giudetti in this game had another chance. He sure did. Right at the end, then. It's going to be disallowed. It's going to be disallowed. That won't count. Plays it up there. Blint does not win the header. Cuts across towards Guignetti, who can't finish it. Oh, it was that close. It was that close. Right at the end. Exit United in the most dramatic fashion possible. Have made it through to the Europa League final. That was an absolute nerve shredder. Wow, what a finish. And it looked with almost the last kick as if John Guadetti would grab it for Salta Vigo. But he didn't. It happens for Mourinho. It happens for Manchester United. A memorable European night here at Old Trafford. Wow, what a chance there for John Guadetti. The last kick of the game. He just couldn't sort his feet out. They've got their head in their hands. What an opportunity it was. The last kick of the game. They get the flick on the ball across. He just couldn't guide it into the empty net. Romero was beaten. He's missed three big chances, but United are in the final. What a chance that was. How has he missed that? Well, he'll be haunted by that forever. That is a sliding doors moment in the life of John Guadetti. But do Manchester United care? Not one bit. That's how close this was. Jose Mourinho will be back in the Europa League final. 14 years on from winning it with Porto. It's a seventh European final waiting for Manchester United in Stockholm in 13 days' time. But my goodness me, how they were made to work for that. And they just about got through in the end by the skin of their teeth. Manchester United make it 1-1 on the night. Another 1-1 draw as it turned out at Old Trafford. But it's enough. United go through 2-1 on aggregate. I cannot, I mean, when I watched that, I was like, you know, like, <laughs> this can't be easy to come back from. How do you come back from this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, after that miss, and you see, like, how distraught he is. Exactly. Like, he how has upset head he his hands, head on the ground. The ground, just, too, yeah. He's, like, curled up almost. Yeah. As soon as that whistle, like, I remember after that miss, he goes down and had his hands. Uh, I think someone comes to pick him up. Maybe this was after the whistle blew. I can't remember. He, yeah. Someone came to help him up. Uh, he stood for like a second. Then just like, I can't take this. He just went back down. back down. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and I, I was like, oh man, no way. You know? Like, because he's been waiting for his chance to show how good he is for so long. Like, he's been waiting for his turn to really take his opportunity to make a stand, you know? Yeah. And it was this game, you know, it was this game. Like, that's me as a fan of Gudetti. It was this. Like, this can't be easy now to leave it behind. Like, how can he go forward, you know? 
And then I started to read around like what the media said and it was disgraceful to read some of the things that they make the conclusion immediately, you know? Just read the tweets out there, you just realize like on top of how hard you can be on yourself, now the media says that you you choke or you couldn't really yeah. you couldn't really step up to the plate and really do what really needs to be done by big players. Mm. And yet you have so many fans writing oh oh I would do it better. Oh my god, how could you miss it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean it's tough cuz once you look at it all the all the pressure was put on to Gudetti at that like split second that yeah. the ball came to him. The ball was passed to him, uh, and he had just an open net to to just pretty much tap the ball into. Uh, so all that pressure is on him for that for that moment, uh, and so it's easy to to once you don't make it, it's easy to you know put all the blame yeah. into what that one yeah. person into yeah. that one moment, yeah. uh, and. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, he could have scored, I suppose. But what's interesting to me is that when you look at it closer, first of all, like I said, just how unfortunate it is that one person is scapegoated so easily. Easily, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, especially once you look at it closer. And honestly, I didn't even have to look at it that closer. That first time, I, once I saw it live, instantly, uh, before the like slow motion replays and such, I thought... That's actually kind of harder to put away than uh, you would think. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because there has been so many people that has been scapegoating him, blaming him, and complaining that or made joke of him that he couldn't score that last one. Why do you say this? Uh, I mean, when I look at it, and you're right, there are there are a lot of people that yeah ultimately say he needs to score that, but. For me, when I my first thought, I don't know if I'm in the minority or what. My first thought was the pass, the cross that came to him. Two things: one, I don't remember the player who was that crossed the ball to him, but he was in a position to shoot himself. Yeah, he could have done that. He didn't need to pass the ball up. And two, he was only like six yards or so away from Gadetti, but he kind of fired that ball. Fired that ball. Fired that ball in that to Gadetti and slightly behind him as well. Yeah or very little chance of reacting quick enough to right. direct that on goal. So it could only just, like, bounce up and maybe hit him, like, in the chest or his arm or something yeah. like that uh, before it was cleared away. So, one, I thought that that player should have shot it, and two, the pass was just rocketed into him. Yeah. It's hard to hard to make anything it's, out of it. It's almost like he wanted to take a shot, but missed the target and actually hit. You did yeah. almost. Or, like, Gudette he wanted to take a shot, but changed his mind at the last second and went to pass but he was still like he still passed yeah, the ball like passed he was shooting the ball, it yeah. or so and Gudetti was running into the box and surprised him from nowhere yeah. that this ball came and uh, he became the scapegoat and if you look at it technically that is not something easy to do it's not like you're getting across and you look at the ball and you're going to score this is happens like like that yeah you know yeah and uh, so painful to have this chance in your hand, you know, and not take it. But I just want to tell that this is me 
speaking as a fan of the game. I'm not a professional soccer player. There's a different mindset that goes on there. And that's the interesting part. That's the key part. Because if he would think about things like this throughout his career, he wouldn't be there. If we would think that he went to a tournament, right, and he missed this penalty, and, oh, man, it's my fault. No. If he would say that, oh, it's my fault that I uh, missed these chances, he wouldn't be here. That's what I'm saying. Of course, when we speak, I say, I should have scored. Yeah. Of course I said that, right? Yeah. I should have scored. Right. But I don't go and kill myself because I couldn't score. Yeah. I, I see it in a different way. So the different way of seeing, I think, shows a strength, I believe, um, importance in how soccer players should think and feel like. Yeah, especially after, like I said, I had this talk with my mom, but especially after you really pay attention to these small, very small details, I yes. admit. But once you pay attention to them, then you can come to understand actually how difficult it is to do something yeah Uh, and um, for us that know soccer we could be maybe a bit easier on the players that has these nights yeah maybe we can educate the people that don't really know about it of this type of um, skills and what it really needs to take do this Um, and to all of you we also want to show the mindset of a soccer player that can bounce back from something like this so, I want to show you, Kerry, John Guedetti's Instagram post after a couple of days after this uh, this game and his statement that he had okay. to his fans and to the people. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, giving it to me to read. John Guedetti. Right off the bat, you can see the picture, his uh, yeah image of how distraught he was. Here you go. The last 48 hours have been very difficult for me. I can't stop thinking about what you could ha- what could have been, but that's life. That's football. You win some, you lose some. It hurts a lot, but they say they say time heals everything. So let's hope that's true. I also want to say that I am so proud of the team, of the fans, and also of myself. It has been a great journey. It did not end up the way we wanted to, but we gave it our very best, and no one can ask for more. I also want to say congratulations to Manchester United for reaching the final. I wish them the very best for the final. We all cry, but when the tears dry, we get stronger. Gracias por todo. This is a foteza a la Celta. Hashtag a la Celta. Hala, John Guedetti. We are behind you, man. We are right here and supporting you. And just go on and do your thing, okay? Be strong, man. Be strong. Keep being strong, okay? We are going to make it, all right? <laughs> We're behind you. We're believing in you. You're one of the best players with the right mindset. So never, ever doubt on yourself, okay? This night happens. This night happens. But don't let it get to you because there is so much more in your career that you will achieve. So just go out there. Enjoy that you're a soccer player. Just keep it going, mate. Well said. You remind me of uh, I've seen that Saturday Night Live where where uh, the guy was pretending to be Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you know who that is. No. he's a American uh, sports analyst. Uh, 
very 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 popular for ESPN uh, very po- and he's pretending to be him and like he was talking to Kobe Bryant and he did just like just like how he did like uh, come on Kobe like he was having like, a direct conversation with Kobe Bryant and it wasn't even, come on Kobe it's your boy yeah. come on yeah. I mean, by the way yeah he's not sitting in front of me yeah. but hopefully he hears this and he knows it and this is how we feel from our Scotch and King Socket Podcast show B.B. Before we came to this country, we were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There was empires in Africa called Kush, Timbuktu, where every race came to get books to learn from black teachers who taught Greeks and Romans, Asian Arabs, and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed. Money then became empowerment for Europeans. The Persian military invaded. They heard about the gold, the teachings, and everything sacred. Africa was almost robbed naked. Slavery was money, so they began making slave ships. Egypt was the place that Alexander the Great went. He wasn't shocked that the mountains were black faces. Shot up their nose to impose what basically still goes on today, you see. If the truth is told, the youth can grow. They'll learn to survive until they gain control. Nobody says you have to be gangsters. Read more, learn more, change the globe. Ghetto children, do your thing. Hold your head up, little man, you're a king. Young princess, when you get your wedding ring, your man is saying, she's my queen. I know I can be what I want to be if I work hard at it. I'll be where I want to be. Save the music, y'all. Save the music, y'all. Save the music.